Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That's On a Tuesday, it's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, and wherever podcasts are available. There's a lot to get into. NFL Sunday was great. Monday Night Football was even better. The Saints are pissing me off, and the Cowboys are pissing me off. I'm going to talk about those two teams as well. NBA news. Kyrie finally comes to his senses. James Harden apparently has doubled down on his request to leave. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the richest man in basketball history. We're going to talk about the ramifications and the impact of that deal. And the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Week 14 of the NFL season is in the books. We had some great games. We had some big games. So we're definitely going to go over those big games. The games I want to talk about is the Steelers and Bills. I also want to talk about the Saints and Eagles. And of course, the Monday night magical game that that was between the Ravens and Browns. So the first game we're going to talk about is going to be between the Saints and the Eagles. Eagles win this game 24-21 in a shocker. Nobody saw this coming. The Saints have been playing probably the best football in the whole league. So the fact that they lost this game was a shocker. Jalen Hurts, 167 yards passing, a touchdown. He also rushed for 106 yards. Miles Sanders had 115 yards and two touchdowns. So they did the job on the ground. Uh, You know, the Saints, defensively, they didn't look good. They gave up a lot of big plays. And normally they don't do that. So, you know, we'll see what happens come next week if they can be able to bounce back from that. Taysom Hill had 291 yards passing, two touchdowns, an interception. Alvin Kamara, 50 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, Michael Thomas, eight catches, 84 yards. So offensively, they, they did some things, but they just couldn't get the timely stops that they needed defensively. They didn't make the timely passes that they needed on offense. And that's the game. You know, they, the Eagles played great defense. They played inspired defense. They possibly played the best defense that they played all season. And sometimes this is what happens. When you have a quarterback change, when you have a quarterback that the guys actually believe in, you will see inspired football. You will see inspired play. This is what we saw out of this team. Jalen Hurts has always been known for his leadership qualities. He has them. When he was at Oklahoma, he had those leadership qualities. When he was at Alabama, you know, not 
being flashy, but doing exactly what Nick Saban needed him to do. He was a leader there as well. So this guy can be able to come into this locker room, command that huddle, and get these guys motivated because for whatever reason, Carson Wentz could not do that. Carson Wentz could not get on the same page as Alshon Jeffrey or his other receivers. They were just something something really lacking, something missing with this football team. And maybe Jalen Hurst can be able to unlock that. You know, they're not a great football team. They don't have a ton of talent. Their offensive line is banged up. So a kid that can be able to extend plays, he can be able to get out of the pocket. He has a good arm. They can be able to do some things here. And defensively, if those guys play with any motivation, any type of inspiration at all, the Eagles will have a shot. They'll have a shot to possibly win this division. You know, Washington is playing really well right now. They're 6-7, and seven, so they're commanding the division right now. But who's to say that the Eagles can't go on a little run and win this division behind Jalen Hurts at center? So it'll be an interesting story. It'll also create a crazy dynamic for the offseason. If this kid leads them to the playoffs, this is going to be the second quarterback that leads them to the playoffs that's not named Carson Wentz. So what are they going to do? What are they going to be able to do with Carson Wentz? Can they, you know, repair the relationship? Can they rebuild it? Or is it time to actually part ways? I've said this already that it's time for the Eagles to get rid of Carson Wentz. They need to start preparing for the next regime, the next guy, possibly their next franchise quarterback. Maybe it's Jalen Hurts. Who the hell knows? But for what I saw out of Sunday, they looked good. They, they were moving the ball well. Jalen Hurst made a couple passes that were very effective, that were clutch. So they have something here. Can they be able to sustain this and get a wing streak going? I would love to see that. On the Saints side, listen, it's it's one game. I'm just hoping I see Drew Brees, man. I, I want to see Drew Brees come back. Taysom Hill has done a decent job. Well, I want to see Drew Brees come back. Next game after this is going to be the Bills and Steelers. Bills win the game 26-15. to Ben Roethlisberger struggled. He had 187 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, there was a pick six here. So they did not look sharp offensively, and that's kudos to the Bills defense. The Bills defense, they get after you. They pressure you. They make sure they collapse that pocket. And at this stage of Ben Roethlisberger's career, he's not getting out of the pocket how he used to. He's not standing in there taking big hits. He's trying to get rid of the football And the Bills did a fabulous job containing this offense. Now, they've been struggling over the past few weeks. The running game has been non-existent. James Conner, 18 yards. Samuels, 15 yards. Snell Jr., they totaled 47 yards. You're not going to win a lot of football games rushing for 47 yards in a game. That's just crazy. They got to do better. Juju Smith-Schuster, six catches, 55 yards and a touchdown. He continues to have some type of production, but man, the offense does not look good right now. And when the defense has to do so much to try to keep you in the game, it's tough, man. It's really, really tough. On the other side, look, Josh Allen, 238 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Zach Moss had 43 yards rushing. Stephon Diggs, 10 catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. That was the game right there. They just could not deal with this man they could not contain Stephon Diggs and when you allow him to catch 10 passes and do that to you it's it's gonna be a long night it's gonna be a long night and we're seeing two teams 
that I like very, very much. I like the Bills. Like I said, at nauseum on the show, they have the holy trinity of football, great owner, great coach, great quarterback. When you have this type of synergy, it's it's magic, man, and, and that's exactly what they're doing. They are creating magic in Buffalo. For Pittsburgh, listen, they're struggling, yes, but I still feel that they're one of those teams that is just going to shock you and surprise you come playoff time because they play so ugly, because games in the playoffs are not high scoring. They're more gritty. They're more tactical. They're more in the trenches. This team is prepared to win that way. They're prepared to play games that way. And I'm not counting out the Steelers. I'm telling you right now, everybody, oh, they're overrated. This, this, etc. I'm not going that far. I am not doing that to the Steelers because why? I know playoff football, and I see the trends that happen every year in playoff football. The team that is peaking at the right moment defensively as well as offensively, they will have a long run. And Pittsburgh, they still have time to figure it out offensively before the playoffs get here. And defensively, they continue to play the way they're playing. They're going to be a tough out. I don't care what nobody tells me. They're going to be a tough out. Next game we're going to talk about is going to be the magical Monday night game between the Ravens and Browns. Ravens win this game 47-42. to Lamar Jackson does his Paul Pierce impersonation. He gets cramps. He's running to the back. He, he's out a couple series, and then he comes back and, you know, helps them win the game. He had 163 yards passing, a touchdown. He rushed for 124 yards, two touchdowns. They rush for 231 yards as a team, and they get back to doing what they always want to do is dominate the running game, dominate the football at the line of scrimmage, control the clock, and beat teams into submission. That's what they did. I just don't understand how the Browns allowed Lamar Jackson to run all over them like that. Like, to not close up those running lanes, those gaps, they would just... I, I don't know if they thought that Lamar Jackson forgot or didn't realize he had the ability to run so much, but I just don't understand why they just didn't they didn't put the the proper scheme in there to contain him like everybody else has been doing the last few weeks. You know, it's just careless defensive planning by the coordinator over there. Um, the Browns did play a good game though. I, I gotta give Baker Mayfield all the credit in the world. Baker Mayfield. 343 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Nick Chubb had 82 yards, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt had a touchdown, uh, receiving touchdown as well. So this was an entertaining game. It was back and forth. It was exactly what you were looking for in a football game. Like, you know, Baltimore was up big. They were up 34-20 at one point in the game. And then the Browns just kept, they kept pushing, man. They kept going at it. They kept driving downfield. Baker Mayfield with some clutch passes. This was this was a game of prove to me that you are as good as you say you are. Baker Mayfield has been struggling all season. The last few weeks, he's played pretty well. Baker Mayfield proved it that he can be a franchise quarterback. Is he? No. I'm not going that far. Can he be? If he continues to have games like this, of course people are going to say yes. And Lamar Jackson, coming off the MVP year, he struggled mightily. 
He doesn't look that great this year because guess what? Teams have more tape on you. They know exactly what to what to look for. And he's not throwing the football the way he's supposed to. Now, he still didn't have a great game throwing the football. He looked more of the Lamar Jackson from last year running all over the place. But if he can be able to have that arm catch up to those legs, he will be the most unstoppable NFL player I've probably ever seen. Will that happen? It's very rare that you're going to have that type of combination of speed, athleticism, a plus arm, and super accurate as well, and knows everything the defense is giving you. I don't see that happening. I don't look at Lamar Jackson as the total package of a football player, of an offensive one-man juggernaut. I don't see that. That's not That's not what he screams to me. I honestly don't think that Lamar Jackson is going to get any better than what he is right now. He can be able to make some throws. He can be able to make a lot of plays with his legs. And you need to have a competent running game and a great defense around him. That's what he is. So if everybody wants to get on that Lamar Jackson trail, Lamar Jackson, nah, not me. Not me. I'll be waiting for the next train. (laughs) I'm not getting on this one. Nah, nah. Coming up after the break, I have a lot to say about the Saints. I have a lot to say about the Dallas Cowboys. On a Tuesday, it's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. I'm just, I'm curious. I'm curious about something. Are we watching professional football or are we watching college game day on Saturday? I ask this question because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm sick of seeing Taysom Hill play quarterback. I'm sick of seeing this Army quarterback that just rushes everything. This Army-Navy quarterback that just rushes everything. He has no passing awareness. And the fact that the Saints were dominant defensively, they were able to get away with the Taysom Hill experiment. Here's my thing, though. When things start to get a little rough, can you trust Taysom Hill to win you a football game? Can you trust Taysom Hill to be able to deliver a 70-yard bomb down the field to Michael Thomas in the end zone for the touchdown. Can you do that? No, you can't do that. So my thing is this. Why do we not see more Jameis? I know that everybody's down on Jameis Winston. I know, you know, he he threw 5,000 yards last year, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. 
However, Jameis Winston in this offense with that defense won't be that bad. I just know it. I saw Teddy Bridgewater last year go perfect with the Saints. You don't think that Jameis Winston would be a better quarterback than both Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater? I say yes. I'm tired of seeing Taysom Hill. I'm done. I'm done with it. It's the worst type of football you can watch. It's boring. I don't like the way he plays. It's not conducive to winning long term. It's Tim Tebow football. That doesn't win long term. So what are their plans? Say, for example, Drew Brees says, all right, I'm done. I'm not coming back this year. I am retired. You're just going to let Taysom Hill be the starter for the rest of the season? Why not give Jameis a shot? Jameis is a he's a he's an accomplished quarterback. I'm not saying that he's won a ton. He hasn't won a ton, but he knows the position. Taysom Hill is a gadget guy. Inspector Gadget. That's his new name. <laughs> that's my new name for Taysom Hill. Inspector Gadget. You can't win with gadget football. You can't do it. So they gotta stop. I am sick of seeing. Taysom Hill tuck and run in the in the Wildcat. He's tucking it up. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. Give me a real quarterback. At least with Jameis, you know that the ball is going to fly. He's going to let it fly. He's going to throw the ball downfield. He may throw it to the other team. But so what? If you got a good defense, you'll be able to handle it. That's how I look at it. I, I just don't want to see Taysom Hill anymore. I'm biased. I don't, I don't like his style of football. It sucks. It's ugly, it's dull, it's boring. That's my thing. However, my rant is not finished. The Dallas Cowboys beat the hell out of the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. They beat them 30-7. to I'm upset. I'm upset. Why? Because I don't need this type of performance now, late in the season. I don't want to hear nothing about y'all, oh, we would possibly make playoffs. I don't want to hear none of that crap. Lose and lose often. Lose to get a good draft pick so you can be able to have a better position to get cheaper, better players in the draft and go about it next season. I don't want to see you guys trying to win this division. No. Let Washington win it. Let the Giants compete for it. Let the Eagles compete for it. You guys stay out of it. Stay out of it. I don't care what you have to do. If you have to sit Zeke, if you have to go into a, a running back committee with, with uh, Tony Pollard, I don't care. Don't win any more games. That's all I'm saying. I would like to live in a world where the Cowboys don't win another game. We get Trevor Lawrence. We get everything we want. We don't pay Dak all that money. We get rid of Zeke. We restructure Amari Cooper's deal. We restructure Demarcus Lawrence's deal. And we're off to the races. That's what I want to see. I don't want this whole, well, Dallas is playing great. They should continue to play good and try to go for the division. For what? So you can host the home game and get blown out by 30? I'm good. That does nothing for me. Making the playoffs this season does nothing for the Cowboys. Nothing. So what you have to do is concede and just let it happen. Just tank for the rest of the season. Lose competitively, though. You don't have to get blown out. Be competitive. Play hard. But don't win. Don't win. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. 
because there's a lot of things that the Cowboys have to do to get better next season. There's a lot of holes that they have to fill. And guess what? They can't fill those holes if you're paying Dak Prescott $38 million. It's not going to happen. You can't fill holes if you're giving Zeke $15 million next year. It's not going to happen. You can't fill holes when Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence are making a combined $33 million. You can't do it. You need cheap, good talent. And you get that through the draft. And if you're higher in the draft, you have a better possibility of getting better players. That's all it is. Because the thing that bothers me about Cowboys fans or Cowboys Nation sometimes is that Mike Nolan's been getting killed all year. Oh, Mike Nolan's trash. Mike Nolan's terrible. Now the defense is playing well. Well, well maybe we can run it back. Yeah. That's what happens in a, in a shortened season, in a COVID training camp situation where there's no OTAs or there's no training camp like that. Everything is virtual. You got to give him time to put his system in. That's what, that's what happens. Now, granted, is he a great defensive coordinator? No. If they change the coach, would I be upset? No. But at the same time, if you change the coach, the same thing is going to happen next year. He has to learn the team. He has to put in his, his defense and see how the players react to it, if they buy in. So you're just going to be in the same position as you were. Just rock with Mike Nolan, rock with Mike McCarthy for next year, and see what the hell happens. That's my thing. Enough with this season. I don't want to hear another word about this season. I was on IG the other day, and some guy was like, oh, well, you know, the, the Cowboys won. I mean, you should be happy that they won. You shouldn't be. I'm like, look, look, I can be what I want to be. Let me, let me be that fan that's just miserable, that doesn't want to see his team succeed until it's time for them to succeed. I, I like tanking. I, I am all for tanking when the season is out of reach. If you're six and seven, yeah, go ahead, go for it. But we're four and nine. What the hell are we chasing at four and nine? Really? Really? Four and nine, people are still, well, you got to try to let them continue to compete. For what? What are you playing for? We want Trevor Lawrence. We want Josh Fields. We want Penny Sewell. That's what we're looking for. And if you continue to win games, you're going to play yourself right out of those picks. Stupid. It's just dumb. Tell Dalton, listen, it's been a good season. We're going to put the guy at Ben DiNucci back in. <laughs> I, uh, give me Ben DiNucci. I want to lose games with Ben DiNucci. Damn that. Screw this season. Give it up, Jerry. Stop trying to compete. Tell Mike McCarthy he's safe for next season. Tell Mike Nolan the same thing. And let's just tank. I'd bench the hell out of Zeke. That's what I would do. Cowboys fans, y'all got to wake up. Stop being happy that they won. Oh, they played so well against the Bengals. It's the Bengals. Who cares? They're supposed to win that game. But if you wanted to see something special or see something rare, they should have got blown out by the Bengals. That, that's what I wanted to see. Oh, the Bengals blew the doors off the Cowboys. Man, it's one of those type of years. That's what I want. I don't want this in-between nonsense. It doesn't feel good to be 4-9. It feels better to be 3-10. I'm telling you right now, it feels great being 3-10 and because you know exactly what it is. 4-9 in a bad division, you're still trying to convince yourself that you got a shot. You ain't got no shot. Shot at what? Shot in the dark? <laughs>
Shot of Jack? Like, what What do you have? What shot? COVID shot? Well, what are you talking about? We ain't got no shot. No shot at nothing. So just tank and leave it alone. I'm telling you, if I speak to another Cowboys fan who tries to tell me, well, you know, things are not so, I'm, I'm going to fight. I don't want to hear no positives about this season. I don't care. I don't care. It's not the fact that I don't love my Cowboys. I love them to death. And I love them enough to tell them the truth. Tank. Tank. If they win another game, I'm going to pull my f- fucking hair out. I swear to God. Ah. Coming up after the break, some NBA news. Kyrie has had a change of heart. Really? Really? And some history has been made as well. All good things. On a Tuesday. It's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire, fire, all even. We here. Let's go. For me, but that's all that matters is what's going on in this locker room, what's going on out there in the court, and how can we continue to build and grow. You know, it's a different show. It's a different stage and it's a new beginning in terms of what we're moving, building and moving forward with the pieces we have here. And that includes 7-Eleven. So get to know us. Welcome back, y'all. Oh, so Kyrie decides to be an adult. This is good. Kyrie Irving's first interview this season after saying that he wouldn't have an interview, that the media were pawns and he wasn't going to speak to them and he doesn't want anybody to twist his words and all that. Now he comes. This is why people are so up and down with Kyrie Irving is that he can be engaging like this in an interview, but then be aloof and be a complete jackass the next day. So all Kyrie has to do is this. You don't have to be completely candid with the media. You can give them quarterback answers. But just do your job and speak to the media. You know, he said a lot of things about he, he had to take back what he said about Steve Nash. And, you know, he, he bigged up his teammates. He also called the duo with him and KD 7-Eleven. Uh, it, it's a store. It's a store. You got to come up with something better than that, Kyrie. 7-Eleven. Really? Kyrie passes to KD for three. 7-Eleven. Come on, man. It was just just corny. But be that as it may, I am over the moon that he's actually taken this step to be a leader. I've always been very critical of Kyrie Irving that He needs to mature a little bit. He needs to understand what role he plays on a basketball team. You know, it's not good enough just being the best player or the guy with the best handle or the guy with the best finishing ability around the basket. It's about being there for your teammates. It's about sticking up for your teammates. It's about being a leader on the floor. It's not about pointing fingers. It's about collectively getting to a goal it's collectively building to that goal and I haven't seen that and hopefully I I can be able to see it this year now listen don't get it twisted like I'm giving Kyrie his flowers right now but I still think this thing could be a complete disaster because there's a lot of combustible parts here that coaching staff 
is Big Top Circus. Kyrie Irving is a a moody, you know what. KD is the same way. It's just, but I, I, I like to see this particular step. Hopefully it continues because you know how things are. When things get a little tight, when you're not playing so well, speaking to the media is not going to be Kyrie's strong suit. That's not going to be something where he looks back and say, yeah, I handle that good. When things are great, of course, yeah, I'll speak to you. That's fine. Hey, 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 guys. Yeah, we, we're, we're looking great in practice. Uh, yeah, yeah, coach and staff. Well, when things are bad, you lost three in a row, four out of seven, seven of ten, then is when I want to see Kyrie Irving be the leader and step up and not throw shade, not throw anybody under the bus, take the ownership as the point guard, say, hey, it's on me. I only had two assists tonight. I got to find a way to get these guys in better position to score. I got to find a way to galvanize the troops and make sure that our head is on straight defensively. Got to make sure our head's on a swivel. There's so many things that go into being the guy, the vocal leader, the spokesperson for your team. So I'm curious to see how it evolves this year. Maybe a complete disaster is how I'm seeing it. But he could fool me. He could prove me wrong. Then his supporters would be like, Barry, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, man. Listen to Kyrie, how he articulates the offense of the struggles and the successes. And I'm going to be like, I I don't think it's going to happen, though. But I, in other news, Giannis Atenacumpo has decided to stay. And here's what he said earlier. I'm excited for today. Um, big day today. I'll be uh, here in Milwaukee for the next five years. Um, this is my home. This is my city. Um, I'm excited to be a part of this organization. I'm excited to uh, go to work with my teammate. I'm excited to walk around uh, this city. And uh, it's been amazing, man. It's been amazing. And uh, the show goes on. And uh, let's get it. This is a huge win for small market teams everywhere across every sport. That if you as a franchise commit to your number one guy and say to him, we are going to do everything in our power to make sure that you are a contender here, that you have a chance to win a championship here. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that you are happy. This will happen more. But what happens is that these franchises take these players for granted. Oh, well, you know, we've we've done all we could. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. You haven't exhausted all your options. The Milwaukee Bucks have done that for Giannis. They've made themselves a perennial contender for the NBA crown. That's all a player can ask for. Now, this deal, this deal is the biggest deal in NBA history, five years, $228 million, $45 million a year, something like that. It's big time. It's big time. It's a big move. I really thought that he would leave. I really did think that he would leave. He would go maybe to Miami. Maybe he would entertain going to Dallas. I did not think that he would commit to the Bucks this early. 
But what I also thought in the back of my head, too, is he may take the money and still try to angle his way out of town. That's not the case. He wants to stay in Milwaukee. He loves the city of Milwaukee. He loves his teammates. He loves the organization. This is this is a win, a big, big win, like I said, for small market teams. Now, what is the ripple effect for this deal? The ripple effect is that teams like Dallas, teams like the Knicks, all of these teams that were trying to be in the running for Giannis Antetokounmpo, they now have to turn their attention elsewhere. They now have to turn to plan B, C, D, E, whatever else they had in the pipeline because he's off the table now. He's off the table. Those dreams of him being in another jersey for right now is is not going to happen. So what do these other teams do? Do they stand pat or do they try to acquire a player and see what happens? Try to get a superstar. Try to get somebody who's box office that can be able to sell tickets one and push them in a category where other stars will start to pay attention to that organization. This this has huge ripple effects all across the NBA. And it's not even the fact that he was going to you know, be a contender somewhere else. It's just the fact that so many teams were lining up their salary cap to take a shot at Giannis. And now that that's not the case, what do they do? What do they do? Now, for the Bucs, do, do the Bucs have a legit chance of winning an NBA title? Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. I actually have the Bucs in the finals going against the Lakers this year. I have them losing, but they're going to be there. So the Bucks, there's nothing bad that you can say about this organization right now. They've they've turned it around so beautifully. Since Giannis has been here, they've just been going up, 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 and up. And I want to see Budenholzer, I want to see him take another step forward. He has a lot of maturing to do in regards to being a playoff head coach. And Giannis, I need to see him take that mega star leap in the playoffs regular season stuff is great I've seen a lot of players put up regular season stats it don't mean nothing to me I need to see what magic you create come postseason time that's where legends are made that's where MVPs make their money that's where they earn those trophies it's not about the 65 wins that you got in the regular season it's about those 16 wins that you can be able to grind out to try to win a championship. That's what it's about. And that's where Giannis's head needs to be at. Not about compiling stats and possibly winning a third straight MVP, which I doubt is going to happen. Not even Jordan did that. They're not going to do that with Giannis. But I need to see him now take that, that LeBron step in the playoffs. I need to see that type of dominance from him. I don't want to see any more struggles. If the team struggles, fine. I don't want to see Giannis struggle to the point where he's taken out of a series. That's not what I want to see. So with the new additions that they have, they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be a good team. Defensively, they're going to be all over the place. But come playoff time, that's when I want to see Mr. Giannis. I don't care about regular season. I don't. I really don't. Moving along to James Harden. James Harden still wants out. They gave him John Wall. He actually said that he wanted John Wall. And he shows up to camp. And he's still telling 
anybody who will listen that he still wants out. It's not going to happen, James. It's not going to happen when you want it to happen. It's not going to happen until Houston decides that they would want to part ways with you, that they have a sufficient enough package that they will accept and ship you out. That's what's going to happen. And I seen some pictures just now with James Harden warming up. (laughs) He looked like he came fresh out of the strip club. Like, just out of shape. Looked like he was eating about six glizzies. (laughs) James Harden is a mess right now. Golly. Man, oh, man. The Houston Rockets, I feel bad for them because they've tried They've tried at nauseum to make sure that everything was perfect for this guy. And sometimes, sometimes people are just miserable. It don't matter what you do for them. It don't matter what happens. They'll always be like, all right, well, you, you didn't do this. What about the 9,000 other things that I did for you? Nah, 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 this one thing is the one that broke the camel's back. All right, okay. He's just, he's just one of those guys. He's not a winner. James Harden will never win you a championship. It doesn't matter where he goes. He's not going to win you an NBA title because the way he plays is a selfish brand of basketball. Cares about himself. He cares about his numbers. And team success comes later. Doesn't care. So why should the Houston Rockets be in any rush to trade this man? Sit there. Get your stats. Get your 40 a game. Shoot your 42% from the field. Jack up your 15 threes a game. Be happy. This is what you want. So go ahead. We're giving you the platform to do that. But in the meantime, just be a professional. That's all they ask. When the interviews come up, be a professional. When certain struggles are going on with the team, be a professional. Be a professional when you leave the building. Be a professional when you're in the building. That's all the Houston Rockets are asking out of their star player, out of their superstar player. Just come to work and be a professional. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. We have a candidate on a Tuesday. It's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils. But to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in a dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. First candidate for Dummy of the Week. May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is 
all the NFL kickers on a hold this week. All the NFL kickers are my candidates for because y'all have one job. You got one job. You don't have to go to any team meetings. You don't have to really practice that hard. You're not lifting weights. You got one job. Kick the ball through the uprights. The Vikings, they released Dan Bailey. The Jets, they released their, their, their kicker as well. The Bucks are looking for kickers. Everybody's looking for kickers because all of these kickers suck. You got one job. If in elementary school when the teacher says, hey, listen, you're in charge of the stapler, you're in charge of the, 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 the pencil sharpener, and none of the pencils are sharpened in time for class or whatever the lesson is, she's going to hire somebody else. You're done. You got one job as a kicker. One job. These dudes are missing extra points. They're missing 25-yarders. They're missing 35-yarders. The 45-plus, okay, I'm going to give you those. Those are tough. But the gimmies, shanking them, too. We not, they're not even close. They're not even close. Why even have NFL kickers anymore? I have a suggestion. Let's just score points and just go for two. Go for two. Screw the kick. The only time we need a kicker on the field is when you're punting the ball or it's a kickoff. You don't need no more field goals. No more field goals. Because these guys are horrible. I don't remember NFL kickers being this bad. Like, every time I see a kicker, he's up there, he's doing his little routine, he steps to the side and... You know, he turns his shoulder in, and then he goes to kick the ball and shanks it 15, 15 yards to the right. What, what is wrong? And then they have this look on their face like, well, you know, I tried my best. As a, as, a, as a competitor, if I'm a football player, and we work so damn hard to get back in the game, and you waddle your ass up there because most of these kickers are not in great shape. Waddle your ass up there. You do your little sidestep, and you shimmy your shoulders to the right, and then you shank it left. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna pull out my shank and do something to you. Like, come on now. One job, you got one job. That's why most of the time, if I'm in a fantasy league, if I'm not the commissioner, I'm gonna ask the commissioner, "Yo, y'all got double flex? There's no kickers, right?" I don't play in leagues with kickers no more. No. I don't want to see one. I don't want to see one. I, I don't understand why it's so hard for y'all to do y'all job. And I'm telling you, these dudes, they sleep well. They go ahead and blow a game, go home and, you know, make love to the wife and have a good night, nice dinner, like nothing happened. You go back to the team facility and everybody looking at you like, this motherfucker just cost us the game. And you over here laughing it up. <laughs> Just makes me mad, man. But people, don't get it twisted. Don't think just because these guys have, like, the worst job in football that they soft. Like, don't think that you could just beat up a kicker because they, they kick your ass. <laughs> they bust you up. So you could talk your stuff about how frustrated you are with them. But don't try to test no kicker in person. You know what I'm saying? They still... They still football players at the end of the day. But man, just just do your job, man. 
And you know the other thing that bothers me about kickers too is that they're helmets. They don't never have like the regular helmets on the team. Like you know what I'm saying? Like their 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 face guard is just like old school 1920s or their their uniforms just look weird on them. <laughs> like they just don't get the right helmet size or something. I don't know. I don't know. Just the kickers they just bother me. Just watching them on the sidelines just bothers me. Bothers me. I would love to wake up in a world with no NFL kickers. That's my dream. So NFL kickers, you guys must be the biggest losers right now because you can't kick it 20 yards and you have the worst looking outfits on the field. But you're possibly a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday where we'll pick a winner of Dummy of the Week. I'm sure there's going to be lots more candidates that pop up. So until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bed Bath & Beyond is back with more to choose from than ever before. At the new Bed Bath & Beyond, you'll find all the products and brands you love along with a huge new selection of furniture, decor, and everything else you need to create the home of your dreams. All in one amazing online store. Download our new app and save even more with exclusive deals and offers. Plus, get free shipping right to your front door. Welcome to a bigger, better beyond.